Weirdo Weirdo Bookworms Unite! Unite. Do your reading tastes range from dystopian sci-fi to middle-grade fantasy? Dark psychological thrillers to gory body horror? From YA paranormal swords and sorcery? Extraterrestrials? Murder? Mayhem! And beyond! Then we want to share our love of reading with you! Welcome home. Hi, Genre Junkies, it's Sandra. And this is Scott. And welcome to, gosh, a type of episode we haven't done in a minute over here. That's right. It is time for drink pairings. Drinks, I guess we'd say this could be like drinks and books, drinks with a book. I don't, I don't know. It's where we pick a drink and we pair it with a book <laughs> or a character, uh, but a book, Um And we tell you all about it, why we picked it, and how to have it. (laughs) Yeah, it had been a while since we had done something fun like this. Um, We decided to just kind of throw it out there. Um, We have some exciting stuff coming up, and we're just kind of getting that stuff ready for you and Mm -hmm. wanted to throw this in there in the meantime. Yeah, so we have some exciting books coming up in the month of June. Um, Let's see, we have a few episodes, but let's tease a couple that we have coming up, shall we? Yeah, so first of all, we have a really exciting short story horror collection. It is called Unburied, a collection of queer dark fiction. And um, this is from Dark Ink Press, and it was edited... It is from Dark Ink Press, and it was edited by our friend, Rebecca Rowland, who is an amazing author and editor of her own right. She's been on the show before. She talked to us about putting together short story collections, the things that go into it. And, um, of course, we love to support. We're allies to all different walks of life, creed and culture, (laughs) and uh, to the queer community as well, especially. So we want to give a shout out to some authors Some of these are names we recognize. Some of these are new names to us, but I bet this will not disappoint. So look forward to that. And another exciting thing that we have coming up, it has been heavily requested by you, our listeners. We will finally be concluding The Folk of Air by Holly Black. And when I say we, that's a, that's a Sandra and Amanda episode. <laughs> Scott has um, didn't get in on that. And we've reviewed the first two books and novella. And so now we're going to talk about the last book and the last novella. And, you know, just kind of, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the series and how it's aged for us because Amanda and I have always been huge fans of this series and huge fans of Holly Black. So we're going to see how, how we feel about the folk of air, you know, kind of in reflection. Super, super excited. If you love fairies, if you love fairy tales, if you love beautiful, dark, exciting fantasy with twists of political intrigue, palace machinations, and a little bit of creepiness and tons of romance, the the folk of air is definitely for you. And nobody writes fae like Holly Black. She's a fairy. She's the best. So have you done or experienced anything genre related this past few weeks oh goodness well we're still going strong over at spooky slumber party we have our latest episode is uh, one of our trailer trash series where we talk about upcoming movies especially horror movies that we're excited about and of course over at the cult show we've reviewed some some fun stuff lately uh jacob's ladder we did the devil's backbone which was my pick um we're always talking about sci-fi horror fantasy 
generally over there, but cult films and hmm, let's see, I'm trying to think if there's something that really stood out. I've been super busy with work and stuff, so I haven't been able to absorb as much as I would like to, though you and I did watch Dairy Girls. Dairy Girls is so much fun. Fantastic. <laughs> I want more. Start making season three, please. Can't wait for that for for a new season of Dairy Girls. Absolutely hilarious. Has made us laugh so, so, so hard. And um, I also just found out today that a show we've talked about, Evil, which is a CBS show that um, was on Netflix as well. They just announced a second season is going to come out this summer. I heard June 20th. And we are super, super excited. That's a fun almost procedural show about a skeptic psychologist who teams up with a priest and they have to look into mysteries from the Catholic Church and there's a whole meta plot and it's creepy and fun and brilliantly acted. It's the X-Files, but a lot more Catholic. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, super excited. There's going to be another season of that. How about you? Uh, I mean, the the main thing that I'm excited about is I've been throwing my hat back in the ring after many years, and I've been DMing a D&D campaign. Yay, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, it's been really nice to get back into that and, you know, actually... Being a DM again, it's a lot of fun. I, you know, I, I, I just, I've really loved it. I've been using a combination of some pre-made uh, campaigns and adjusting them to fit, you know, my own whimsy and the ideas of the players as they play. So that's been really cool. You're doing a really good job. Oh, thank you. Um, I forgot. I did get to do one thing that was really exciting that I don't think I shared on this show. And that was um, I got to see my first um, movie officially back in a theater which was spiral from the book of saw oh welcome back to the theaters um it was amazing i had a great time our local theaters uh, did an amazing job and i felt very safe and very comfortable the whole time i was there and um i'm a i'm a fan of the saw franchise i don't love every single entry in there but by and large i am a fan and um this one had chris rock in it uh, samuel jackson had a supporting role i adore chris rock i thought he was wonderful in this film and i think if you're not a fan of saw i don't know that this is going to totally convert you because there's still plenty of saw like antics but at the same time it's more of a police procedural and it feels kind of more like like seven Hmm. and um I don't know. So I think it could I think it could get some new fans in there, but I was just very very pleased with it. It still felt like a saw movie to me and it was just creepy and fun and well you know your girl figured it out pretty quick. <laughs> of course. But that's okay. That's okay. That's that's what genre junkies do. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, let me pull up my notes here. Let's get uh let's get to making some drinks. So for me, um, I actually do not drink alcohol anymore, and I decided to go with mocktails for all of my drinks. So, and I don't know if you chose alcohol or non-alcohol for yours, but for those of you who are not in the know, there are tons of alcohol-free spirits out there, and some of them are really, really good that I've had. I actually haven't had one that I 
didn't like. And so that's a great thing you can sub into a lot of cocktails is, you know, these alcohol-free spirits. Check them out. There's all kinds of brands. Or you could even just exclude them and maybe sub in something else that you like. So there's there's flexibility for everybody on these, yeah? I, I totally agree. And you're right. There is just a huge number of, of alcohol-free spirits. I'm going to make you go first. All right. Um, well, I'm going to start with something that I think may have been on, maybe on your list. Okay. And that is a cocktail for Eden by ah, Tim Levin. It is on my list. Okay, <laughs> you do your Eden, then I'll do my Eden. All right. Okay. So I I found, I have not had this cocktail, but I found this, um, apparently it is at this uh, famous hotel restaurant, and it is called the Ghost Orchid, and it sounds absolutely fantastic. So it is one and a half ounces of citron vodka, one ounce of ginger liqueur, specifically Domaine de, Domaine de Canton, uh, and then uh, a half ounce of lemonade, mm-hmm. and then an orchid flower on top. <gasps> so it's like a fancy Moscow mule uh-huh. with orchid in it. Jeez. And, you know, I I thought of this specifically, I was looking for flowery drinks because of the orchids in the book. Yeah. And not only did this look beautiful, but it also sounds fantastic. Well, Eden was a book that was close to my heart. It's one of, one of my favorite that we uh, read last year. Um, I absolutely adored it. You guys know I'm a huge fan of anything where Earth rises up <laughs> and uh, tries to take back you know, what is it's <laughs> against humanity. Um, Scott can like, I've kind of gotten, well, Scott's an environmentalist too, like I am, but usually not as um, vocal. <laughs> but he's um, he's kind of gotten in on, you know, what I do, like if we're walking someplace and there's cement, and there's a sidewalk and there's like weeds or flowers sprouting up through it, I always like encourage it. I'm like, thrive, push through, reclaim what is yours. <laughs> And I feel like you've kind of started to do that too a little bit. I've definitely noticed the little the little pieces of nature that are poking through a lot more. It's really exciting. Um, I'm so happy that you have. So I also picked a drink. Mine's a little more simple than yours for Eden. Um, my drink is called an East Side. And it's actually one you can find on the website of Seedlip, which Seedlip is at this point my favorite non-alcoholic spirit. Uh beverage company and it's earthy it's this particular cocktail i should say is earthy it's beautiful it's filled with plants and greenery but it's a little deceptive so that's why i picked it so what you do is you take seedlip garden which is the herbaceous um spirit my favorite one too and you get uh you get some of that two ounces of that Uh, Three quarters ounces of simple syrup, one half ounce lime juice, three cucumber slices, five mint leaves, and then you're going to need some ice cubes. And uh, you muddle the cucumber slices and mint in a cocktail shaker, and you garnish it with a cucumber ribbon. And I thought that that was cool because it's, again, it's like it's earthy. It's going to look like this, you know, drink full of greenery and life and plants. But having, you know, kind of that a little bit of, um, like, I don't know, sharpness from the mint, but also a little sweetness from the simple syrup. I don't know. It just kind of sounded like, 
a little bit tricky under the surface. That sounds incredibly refreshing. Yes. And beautiful. I could go for one right now. Uh, if I could just talk about Seedlip for for a minute, they're a really unique uh, kind of non-alcoholic spirit. Mm-hmm. They they don't it doesn't taste like. Uh, any kind of alcohol, but it tastes like all of the parts of those alcohols that you like. Yes, like the the, the herbal notes, or you know, or the the musky notes mm-hmm. in whiskeys and things like that. It's it's kind of like what you want essential oils to taste like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they have an herbaceous one. They have a spiced rum, essentially, and then they also have a citrus one. And I found them all to be delightful. Uh, what's your next pick? All right. My next pick is for the book Seven Lies by Elizabeth Kay. Ooh, okay. Uh, this book, uh, I think about a lot. It really stuck with me. Nice. Uh, and we have given that book to a few people. We've, we've, we've purchased copies and handed those around, and it's been a big hit. Yeah. Uh, and this cocktail is called The Little White Lie. Ooh, I like it. It sounds so on brand. It's really good. I have had a version of this before. Uh, so the official version is one and a half ounces of white rum, one ounce of lychee wine. Ooh, I love lychees. But I will I will say that I have had this with a white dessert wine, and it was delicious. So I, I feel like any white dessert wine will work. Okay. Uh, a half ounce of lime juice and a half ounce of passion fruit juice. Ooh. It's a really... It's a really very sweet drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's best served like a uh, like a cocktail, shaken and then strained into a martini glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's absolutely delicious. Why do you think it's called the white lie? Because it's white. The, the, the but drink- what do you think the lie part comes from? Is it deceptive in a way? Maybe from the sweetness. Uh, I think the passion fruit kind of surprises you in a drink like that. Oh. Uh, I, again, I haven't had it with the lychee wine. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I really like the cocktail and I love the name. It's something that came to mind when we were starting to think about this. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I've had that. Well, how does that, how, it, like, let me, let me pull that up again. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of imagine like a character in a thriller book like that, you know, where there's kind of an unreliable narrator element and they're just kind of sipping on this sort of cocktail like that you know i can kind of picture it it, it seems to be a little bit of a sub- suburban woman cocktail doesn't it it does seem to be a bit um so the next one i picked is the year of the witching which of course is another one of my favorite books and i found this recipe on um a website called thisvivaciouslife.com which is a which is a lovely name for a website <laughs> and it is called pumpkin punch ooh so um here's how you make it you're going to need a stove <laughs> So you whisk together one cup of apple cider, one cup orange juice, a little bit of orange zest, and a half a cup of pureed pumpkin in a pan on the stovetop over medium to low heat. Add a couple tablespoons of simple syrup and some mulling spices in a cheesecloth and continue cooking. Heat thoroughly, then remove spices. Whisk it really well and serve hot. Add a bit of dry ice for an eerie effect that everyone will love. 
And so it's like in the picture she took from this like party or wherever she made it, it's like this kind of like thick, viscous looking pumpkin thing. And wow. she like poured it in a beer stein and then she put dry ice on it. Uh, right? So it looks freaking awesome. And I think she has some more kind of mocktails and cocktails and she seems to be a Halloween fan. So so that's definitely our our type of gal. And for me, I wanted to pick something for the year of the witching that felt witchy and you like witchcraft like because mm-hmm. you craft this, you craft this, you actually have a cheesecloth and fire. You like make it in a cauldron kind yes, of thing. Yes, you could. And it also is kind of a little woodsy and spicy uh, with those mulling spices. It feels autumnal. Um, it feels like something just kind of earthy and that book is super super earthy and mysterious and yeah i don't know just all these smoky sorts of feelings that that book evokes for me yeah i mean before you even talk about like fancying it up with the dry ice which is fine because there's mist in that book there's tons of oh exactly well i mean that's what okay that is the cherry on top of this whole this this whole drink i have to say but you're right there's there's something very harvest time about pumpkins that you know it it really does kind of fit the theme that sounds fantastic and i think we are going to make that this year um i think we're just going to have giant bats of it so if you want to come over to our house and i know you all do that's what's going to be on the stove all right so uh, my next book uh is the insomniacs by marit weisenberg oh fun and i have i have two drinks for this okay uh the first one is very simple it's four loco <laughs> i don't think they sell that anymore <laughs> they do but it's not the same which Thank is like, very much that. a good I, thing i think i almost had a heart attack when i drank that <laughs> so the uh the second one is the original four loco the irish coffee ah uh, and you're gonna take hot coffee whiskey you're gonna take some whipped heavy cream and a little bit of sugar and you're gonna mix that up and you are going to have a delicious caffeinated alcoholic beverage that is warm and the funny thing about i will say this the reason why i like the irish coffee for this so much is one it has the caffeine for a book about insomniacs that's gonna keep you up but at the same time mm-hmm. i find that it actually makes a really nice nightcap. Oh. It doesn't keep me up. It is a nice, relaxing, almost like some people who enjoy warm milk. Yeah. It's that kind of a drink for me where it's also like a nice thing to actually relax and go to bed with. Um <laughs> As a note from Stitches, our producer, we should add that the characters in this book are not 21, so we would not recommend that they have this drink. No. <laughs> True. And, but, you know, the kids and I will find a version that we like without the booze in it. But still, for a title like Insomniacs, I think that's a great one to find a caffeinated drink for. I mean, I suppose if we are talking about talking about the characters in the book... I, the mom could have it, the overworked yeah. nurse. Yeah, well, the true. No, my my. I, I guess I'll go with my personal favorite energy drink, with which is the White Monster. And I know those kids are drinking those. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so my next cocktail, I was kind of like, I had something in mind for this, and I'm so glad with what I found. So I'm picking a recent read, which is Goblin by Josh Mallerman. Mm. And I chose the Green Goblin Matcha Mocktail. Ooh. 
So it is fromy, fromy. <laughs> it is foamy, frothy, mysterious, yet earthy. Perfect for sipping as you scamper through the hedge maze. This is something you blend. But when you look at the pictures of it, the matcha is just this, you know, it's kind of, like I said, it's all those things and it kind of drips around. It kind of permeates. It like drips around the glass of this. So what you're going to do is take um, half a cup of water, three quarters cup full fat unsweetened coconut milk, uh, one quarter cup lemon juice, three medjool dates, which I love dates, mm. two tablespoons matcha powder, plus more for rimming the glass, three tablespoons pure maple syrup, um, half a cup plus two tablespoons of vodka or vodka substitute, um, one and a half cups of ice and two lemon wedges and you blend that sucker up that sounds amazingly sweet it sounds sweet but the matcha is gonna add a balance to yeah. that yes um and it's going to kind of bring it down a little bit and then plus the water and stuff in it i think is going to kind of help yeah um, no it's so i mean that as a compliment yeah oh yeah i mean i think it's going to be sweet but don't you just want this like earthy kind of I don't know, green, drippy drink to go through the hedge maze. I like the combination of dates and uh, of of dates and maca. That sounds yes. like, uh, I mean, those two things alone piqued my interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect for a day in Goblin. And it sounds like Goblin, too. It, it's a green Goblin. Look, yeah. Yes. Mysterious. <laughs> All right, well, my next book, this may also be on your list, is For Clown in a Cornfield. I did not pick that one. Okay, so this is going to sound awkward considering the characters in this book are also minors. However, uh, this book also circles around a party uh, yes. with actually some responsible drinking included as well. So, <laughs> Well, and you can have your own clown in a cornfield party if you're of age. Right. So what is the quintessential uh, teen party drink. Jungle juice. It, that would also be a good solution. No. <laughs> well, what is it? I went with a seven and seven. Oh, okay. That's what you kids drank yeah. back in the day. That's right. It's uh, it's it's half seven up, half Seagram seven. No, it is not half and half. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but no, it, it's, it actually is a deliciously simple drink that's, uh, that's, easy to drink it makes me think of parties mm. it, it and that's that's why i went with it it's definitely kind of a down home sort of drink mm -hmm. um and i could see it like it's not super harvesty but it feels like something people would drink in a horror movie too it does you know like because it's just like two ingredients basically yeah. maybe throw in some cherries if you're feeling bold <laughs> Good pick, good pick. So my next uh, drink is a variation on the classic The Salty Dog cocktail for House of Salt and Sorrows. Oh. So that book, um, we had a great time reading that with Amanda. And that book took us to kind of unexpected places that none of us really like kind of saw coming. It's a reimagining of the 12 Dancing Princesses. It has some nice darkness to it. It's like be beautiful, flowery, poetic language, but really what sticks with you is this seaside 
family. And it's just everything around them is ruled by the sea. Brackish, salty. Um, kind of reminds me of Sea Witch in that way too, yeah. right? Where when you're reading this book, you feel like if you licked your lips, you would have like salt and sand and grit stuck to it. And it's really beautiful. And it's something that's very tied into like their religion there with worshiping the the water god. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I just kind of wanted something that felt like that. So with the salty dog, you're going to take coarse kosher salt, ice cubes, one half cup of vodka or gin or substitute mm -hmm. of either of those spirit and three quarter cup fresh grapefruit juice. Pour coarse salt onto a small plate, moisten rim of a highball glass, gently dip rims into salt to coat lightly, fill glasses with ice cubes, pour one quarter cup vodka or vodka-ish over ice in each glass, divide grapefruit juice between glasses and serve. So when it comes out, it has that kind of pinky, hazy grapefruit um, color, which I thought would be fun because... You know, the girls and there's kind of um, a sweet femininity in this book with the parties and the dresses and everything. Kind of a dreaminess to mm -hmm. heavy dreaminess emphasis in this book, but still with that salty groundedness. I, You know, there are there's I can think of three books, really, that I have read that it feels like the pages were soaked in salt water and allowed to dry. Mm -hmm. It has it, it almost the books almost smell like the sea. Yes, And that really was one of them. Yeah. And um, it's such a transportive read. And I think I would just pour one of those on a hazy day while I read that book. Well, my final cocktail. Uh, this is a cocktail that I have kind of invented myself oh, how exciting. Uh, combining a couple of drinks that I've had before. Oh, okay. Uh, and so this is for Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Shocking that one. And uh, I knew you would have to find something for that book. <laughs> of course. So I'm calling this drink the Astrophage. Ah! Uh, it is, it is kind of a, it's kind of based on the gold Royale, which is a, was just a champagne drink. And so what this drink is, is, is uh, champagne with a, uh, about an ounce of gold Schlager mm -hmm. in the glass, uh, about a half ounce of a blackberry liqueur, mm. and then, blackberry. and then two or three blackberries that have been broken up into the drink. Uh -huh. And so I picture like the, you know, the gold dust being kind of the star dust. Yeah. And then the little, the little, pieces of blackberries and broken up is the astrophage being bounced up and down by the bubbles in the champagne <laughs> that is insane i think that is actually perfect <laughs> that is actually perfect did we talk about when we reviewed this book how i've come to picture the astrophage as soot sprites no <laughs> they're soot sprites am i wrong am i wrong <laughs> that is not that's that is very cute. Yeah, I don't know. I just, adorable. Kinda, I just think and that kind of might be it. What a and the the gold and it just like the floatiness, everything floating around in this drink. It feels very spacey. Yeah, I mean, I, I really wanted something that that you know not only kind of looked like the astrophage that you know absorbing all the light, but goes back and forth, or in this case, up and down. Yeah. Oh, smart, 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 Andy, Andy, are you listening? Make yourself one of these. <laughs> 
My last pick is I chose The Night Country. Oh. Uh, by Melissa Albert. And I went with a drink called La Bohème Noir, which, I mean, it's obviously just- Name great. alone, done. Yeah, name alone. Name alone. And of course, night, noir, and plus it's just, I love anything um, La Bohème. <laughs> so it's perfect. So for this drink, you take four ounces of black tea- um, and the recipe that I found, uh, they suggested not placing the brewed tea in the fridge to cool because it makes it cloudy. Instead, they said to al- um, allow it to stand unrefrigerated overnight. So note that. Uh, pause. I didn't know that that tea got cloudy if put in the refrigerator. I guess so. Huh. To cool. That's I, that's always it's always how uh, how I've done it. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean. Use your own discretion. Maybe you want it cloudy. I don't know. But um, black tea. So I would choose something like really Dense. black for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, like like dark, dark. Um, 1.5 ounces lavender infused honey. And for this, they recommend a simple syrup made with two parts honey, one part water steeped with lavender for a half hour. Oh. And 0.5 ounces of an elderflower cordial. Non-alcoholic, of course, though, if you wanted it to be alcoholic, you could do that. And um, a garnish it with some fruit of your choice and a sprig of lavender. So this sounds dreamy to me. This just sounds so fantasy, dreamy, cozy, like you could drink it in a fairy tale cottage. Like this is something fairy tale characters drink, but it's also a little bit bougie. So it kind yeah. of reminds me of like her grandma, right? From the first book. And, you know, kind of like there's this fanciness kind of upscale thing about it, but it's also very earthy and natural and kind of balanced in, I don't know. Like, you know, kind of like core ingredients. I totally get what you're saying. And, you know, it's what I like about it so much is it is is in a lot of ways, it's the same as your your pumpkin drink from earlier, where it's all kind of like from the garden and and things like that. But I'm an earthy bitch. Yeah, but where (laughs) but whereas the first drink is, you know, feels very, um, I don't know, like like farmery. Yeah, that's a word. This Garden, one is like farm, like like elderflower and lavender, like tea. Like these are all things like like it's the herbal side of that, which yes. makes it feel fancy and exotic. I love it. I don't know. This is so much fun to do to come up with these drinks. One day, I think we're gonna have to play a game where we come up with a feast, a whole feast, just like for one book, and then we just do a mukbang. Oh, I don't know about that. We'll never do a mukbang. We will never do a mukbang. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like that could be fun too, to put together like a feast for a book or like a catering menu um, for a party we'll never have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Scott, for putting on your thinking cap to come up with some drinks for the bookworms. Well, thank you, Sandra, for having such a great idea for us to do something that we've, we've just missed out on doing for a long time. I encourage all of you to do this. It's a lot, a lot of fun to come up with these and share them with us. You can put them on social media if you make one and tag us or email us. Um, We would love to hear the drinks that you guys come up with for your favorite books or characters or even books or characters you didn't like. Maybe you'll make a fun drink and you'll like it more. And 
also please let us know if there's if there's a great non-alcoholic spirit or or drink edition that you know about we would love to hear it oh yeah try it share some recommendations with me i love trying new ones it's so 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 much fun um so thank you all for being here with us um can't wait to get into more books in june but remember the part of the joy of reading is just celebrating the books themselves and i feel like these kind of episodes are indicative of that of getting to enjoy the book long after it's over i've been sandra I've been Scott. (laughs) Pour yourself a little bevy and please keep reading past your bedtime. (laughs) 